Hey everyone, uh, just a quick one before we get underway with the podcast. It wasn't until I was doing some editing and I was mucking around with it and talking to Steve that I realised how bad the audio quality was. The I have to apologise that the audio is coming through a different speaker um, and it was using that as the microphone instead of the headset. So, um, so there'll be times when you're listening to this where it sounds like I'm quite distant because me being me, I am in a stand-up desk and I walk away from the, the speaker as well and then I walk back to the speaker, but I was thinking I was using my headset. So sit back, enjoy, and you might want to just mark this one as listen to and get ready for the next one. Welcome to the AFR podcast. It is Sunday, the 11th of June, 2023. Charges on the charge. And welcome to this week's podcast. Of course, I would not be doing this alone, Steve. Would to yourself. And we're all back. And we are. We are. How did you find the bye weeks? We we're just talking about this before, but from a naming my team perspective, I absolutely loved it. Instead of okay, we've made had two rounds, AFL rounds. It's done. It's dusted. Not hang on. It's fifty percent here, fifty percent there. Actually, really, <laughs> actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a lot simpler. Although it does weird me out when there's like games that just don't count. But uh, you know, I, it gave me a bit of a chance to like you know look at some of the players that uh, you know are sort of on the edge of selection and think, hmm, yes, no, you know, it's kind of like a practice yep. game in the, middle of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course the same things happening this week coming up in that some. It's split over. Now, I've just put on the Facebook page earlier on tonight, the round has finished, which is a little bit weird because there is the Collingwood Melbourne game tomorrow as we're recording this. Um, but I have just put up on the webs on the Facebook page the, the games that count. So all the games count next week. And then in AFL round 15, if I remember rightly, we're going into the F15, um, there's only four teams that, that count. So just check that Facebook page out and you'll see what stats you've got. All right, buddy, let's get into it because um, I know you don't have tomorrow off like us lucky Melburnians, but uh, you get it later on in the year. All right, let's get into it. Um, we'll start with the original league first, butter, because um, your game's first cab off the rank. It was the Scorpions up against the Dingoes. Dingoes were too strong here, 179 to the Scorpions, 133.5. For yourself, mate, Mitch Lewis, how good is he? 28 at key forward. Uh, Nick Dacos was a lazy 30 at centre. A little bit down on what he's normally getting. Mustn't be very happy with that, Steve. Taranto, 22 at midfield. Outstanding. Ben King's also doing quite well for you in that forward line, getting 19. But uh, Darcy Moore and McInerney getting 14 and 15 were outstanding as well. For the Scorpions, their midfield really kept them in this game as much as a... 40-point loss is keeping it in it. But Jess Sinclair getting 21, Dan Houston getting 14. 
Quantum Pelly into tag is not too bad, getting 16. But other than that, no real one to call home, to call out. Uh, Tim English, I suppose, getting 15 at a ruck was also pretty good. Really good win for you here, mate. Yeah, this is um, – it's nice. I, it's, I felt most of the year I felt like, you know, a bad team was just continually getting lucky. But now I'm starting to deal with the idea of like, yeah, I'm, my team's actually good. And like I'm playing the Scorpions, who are meant to be not good, and and I won pretty comfortably, and that's what should happen if you're a good team and you're playing a not good team. This is a tough one for the Scorpions, to be honest. Though the Scorpions had shown a bit of life. I mean, you know, they, they've got through to phase two of the Champions League. That's not mm-hmm. easy, and they're and they're mixing it in that sort of arena. So you'd think, you know, maybe there's still a chance they could do, make a bit of a run for finals. But uh, oh man, yeah, that back line was pretty horrendous, and uh, yeah, and. And the forward line didn't really come to the party either. So, um, dingoes. Uh, it's pretty nice when you can have Noah Anderson and, uh, you know, Trelaw and Blakey and McGrath and all these guys on your bench. We've got depth up the wazoo at the moment. So, it's definitely good fun doing making selection every week at the moment. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm starting to feel pretty good about, uh, you know, top three chances here. Nice. Nice. Yeah, your, your team's certainly in form. Um, yeah, Mitch Lewis has been uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's on fire, unlike the rest of the Hawthorne team. Um, the next game was the Dozers up against the Heroes. Heroes way too strong here. Um, 191 to the Dozers, 129.5. Todd Marshall was a standout, getting 41 at key forward. Jared Witts getting 24 at Ruck was incredible. Um, William Drew getting 18. I've just given the 3-2-1 just quietly. Oh, sorry, the 3-2-1 in the other game was Taranto 3, Mitch Lewis 2, and Jack Sinclair 1. It's a bit, bit strange getting Taranto getting 22 kicks but three and three votes, but just Sinclair, Jack Sinclair got uh, 21 and gets one vote. But anyway, um, um, but Jordan Dawson and Hayden Young doing very well as well, getting 20 and 19 um, respectively in the midfield for the Dozers. Um, Jack Steele getting 14 at tag was pretty good. Um, but other than that, his team looked mediocre, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. No, just it's didn't really come to play. Um, no. But, man, the heroes, obviously, when Marshall is on, he is phenomenal. And I guess, obviously, they were playing – was that the game they were playing West Coast? Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah. They, or maybe it was Hawthorne. I can't remember. It gets too confusing now. But, man, they just had a party, Port Adelaide. So, And obviously, Jared Witz is awesome. So, uh, you know, you, you feel like you're doing well when you score 179 as the Dingoes, but then you see the uh, heroes and the wildcard scores and you go, yeah, I think I'm still a distant third. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of the commissioner votes, as I said, Marshall three, Witz two, Drew one. Sorry, Mike, did I cut you off? No, that's great. <laughs> Next game was the Chargers up against the Titans. Chargers got up here, 140.5 uh, versus the Titans, 133.5. For the Chargers, Liam Duggan moved into the midfield, getting 24. Um, Stoker getting a game, getting 11. And Blake Hardwick, uh, sorry, Stoker was at, um, sorry, Stoker, not Stoker, Stoker, um, getting 11 at key back. Uh, Blake Hardwick getting 13.5 at back. Um, Jai Amos getting 24 at forward was also pretty good for myself. Um, for the Titans, uh, Callum Wilkie getting 20 at key back. 
and on Will Power getting 13.5 uh, back, and Riley O'Brien getting 14 at Ruck with the ones of note. But of course, Tom Mitchell, outstanding, wound the clock back, getting a lazy 20 at Rover. No Ruck for the Chargers, though. Yeah, this is, I mean, this has got to be a body blow to the Titans. They had been doing so well to be top three, uh, given their actual, you know, points for kind of scores. And then to run into a Chargers team with no ruck and go down, uh, just, it's just really a huge letdown. So they've dropped the ball horribly here, the Titans. I, I still feel like they're, overall, they've done well enough this season to be a finals team, but, uh, you know, the Chargers and the Tass continue to circle now behind uh, the Titans and the uh, Mighty Buck. And it's, um, well, the, I mean, there was the three the three games this week were, you know, really clearly the top three teams winning and then the these other two matches that were just critical. And in, on both counts, the, the lower team won. And that's what's going to make for a fascinating run home now in the original league for those uh, last two spots in the five. And the Titans, Titans are in the box seat, but the Chargers are... <clears throat> Uh, charging? <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, I don't think Will Ashcroft will get a game maybe again this year. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to make a run, I can't keep getting, like, 20s in the, uh, the centre. But, um, yeah, happy, happy with, happy with Jai. Jai's doing really well for me. Oh, well, you won, won you the game. I mean, yeah. when you have, like... You know, it came down to, like, yesterday, Joe Danaher was playing against Hawthorne. You would thought, man, that's that should be a slam dunk for the Titans. And Jaya Miss playing for Frio in Perth. I'm like, against Richmond. I'm like, oh, you know, just don't know what's going to happen there. And Danaher was terrible. Obviously went goalless. And uh, and Amos was awesome. Kicked the first three goals for Frio and ended up with four. And that was all the charges needed. Yeah, I was just going to say Danaher, Stengel and Martin, obviously all down, but also Sam Walsh getting 22 at centre. So there's there's room for improvement there for the Titans. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of the commissioner votes, I go three to Mitchell, two to Duggan and one to Jai, Jai Amos. All right. Next game is the Wildcards up against the Blue Flames. Oh, yeah, as you were saying, mate, Wildcards are just stoppable right now. 192 to the Blue Flames, 142. I could almost read out the whole wildcards lineup, couldn't I? Um, Allen, Oscar Allen, 23 at key forward. Brody Mindcheck, 20 at forward. Tom Green getting 35 at centre. Bailey Dale, 22 at midfield. Uh, Matt Rowell getting 8, 16 at some um, at Tagger. Zebel, 17 and a half at key back. Ned Reeves getting 15.5 at Ruck. I could have kept, as I said, I could have kept naming a couple other players, but I'm not, I had to cut it out there. Now, Lockie Neal getting 30 for centre for the Blue Flames was outstanding. Jeremy Cameron slightly dropped off a little bit. Blue Flames would be kicking themselves that, in fact, Taylor Walker's numbers this week weren't included. It was last <laughs> week's numbers that were included. Um, Patrick Cripps getting 16 at Rover. Yeah, the, it's um, this just shows the difference here. The defending title holder versus the probably the premiership favourite in the wild cards, I'd say, at the moment. The wild cards. I mean, it's it's funny too, as we were talking before the podcast, I said, man, who's got Peter Wright? He's playing his first game and he's just gone to town, kick a big bag against the Blues in his first game back. And who is it? It's the wild cards. So, yep, the best team in the league is just about to add yet another 
<laughs> string to their bow, uh, they're pretty scary. Uh, the Blue Flames, they did okay, but um, yeah, the Wild Cards are on another level. Even if I'm just what did Taylor kicks ten goals, didn't he? I don't know how many marks he got. He kicked ten goals two and took eleven marks. So okay, so that that would if it was this week they would have won, but yeah, unfortunately it's just thought yeah that sucks. Seventy three he would have scored at key forward. <laughs> okay, that would have broken quite a few records. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, every, every, any other key forwards got milestone games against West Coast this year? Look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next game, oh, sorry, Commissioner votes, I go three to Tom Green, two to Bailey Dale, and one to Matt Rowell. Nice. The, next, the next game was the Bucks up against the Tass. This was probably the closest game of the, of the, of the, of the week, although Chargers-Titans wasn't too bad. Um, but the Tass got up here, 176 to the Bucks, 161 um, for Tass. Tom Stewart, 23.5, was our key back. Um, Lucky Ash getting 33 at centre. He got concussed this week, so he may may not be there next week for, for Natas. Um, I can't remember if Fremantle got the bye next week, though. Um, Aaron Hall got 21 at midfield. So um, after losing him a game, I think, last week or the week before, last round or the round before, um, Aaron Hall really came through this week. Um, for the Bucks, Max King getting 22 at key forward. Um Wanganin Malira getting 20 at midfield, but Warple 25 at Rover was incredible. Um, and he's, of course, Luke Ryan at key back is always pretty good and pretty solid, getting a lazy 21. This is obviously a huge game. Uh, the Bucks in fifth, Natas in seventh. And, well, and Natas also probably uh, pretty clearly probably the better team out of the Titans, Bucks, Chargers, Natas, kind of little quartet that's fighting over the two final spots. So if the Bucks could somehow have found a way to win this week, it would have been a huge blow to Natas. But instead, Natas have found a way. And, yep, Aaron Hall is back. And, uh, well, some of those other ones never left. But, um, but the Bucks played very well, uh, but didn't get the job done. And now the pressure is well and truly on the Bucks. They are clinging to that last final spot at the moment. And, you know, the Titans losing this week maybe gives them, you know, another option, something they can maybe try and climb up to. But, uh, well, it's game on, certainly, for that for the finals now in the original league. Yeah. Um, for the commissioner votes, the last one I'm not too sure about. Warple, I gave three. Tom Stewart, I gave two. And then I gave one to Aaron Hall, but I'm not sure Aaron Hall or Luke Ryan I gave it to Hall because Hall was in the winning team. Done. All righty. Let's have a look at the ladder, mate. The big table, as you just uh, just mentioned, around the Bucks, Chargers, and the Tass is getting very interesting. All right. Up top, we have the wild cards. Nothing's changed there. Um, 10 and 2, and with the highest score, so there's zero back. Then we have the Dingoes in second on 9, 2, and 1. Then we have the Heroes in third on eight and four. Then we have the Titans, seven, four, and one. Then we have the Bucks, five, six, and one in fifth spot. And then we have the Chargers in sixth on five, six, and one as well. Horrendous back score, though. Um, <laughs> Natasha Adulterers, five and seven. And then in eighth, we have the Scorpions on 
four and eight. And in ninth, we have the Deadly Dozers on three and nine. And 10th, we have the Blue Flames on two and 10. And then 11th, we have the Denver Nuggets winning against Miami Heat, four and one. <laughs> and you have to say that the Bucks losing to Natas this week, even though the Scorpions look pretty ordinary this week, I, I still feel like that actually maybe just gives the Scorpions a little bit of a sniff. Like there's six rounds to go. They're only a, a, a win and a half behind the Bucks. So if for somehow the Scorpions can get a run on, they're not dead yet. I do think that the Dozers and the Blue Flames are well and truly gone though. So, but other than that, it's going to be a fascinating run home. And the Titans, unfortunately, they're lost. It, the way the heroes have been going, it's hard to imagine the Titans being able to get back in front of the heroes. They were doing so well to hold on there, but um, yep. yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough now. Meanwhile, the Dingoes yep. keep clinging to this some sort of vain hope that they might actually be able to. <laughs> well, the more the wild cards actually might lose a game. Um, not likely. <laughs> well, the end, end of season ladder prediction doesn't tip the the Titans to win another game for the rest of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the Titans have been very fortunate, I think, with the um, the way things have gone. They're, they're, they're not, I'm not saying they're a terrible team, but I think, you know, teams like Natas and even the Scorpions are probably better than them if you look at the points for kind of column. So um, you'd think Natas, all things being equal, they should be able to make a run and maybe more the most likely team to steal the Bucks spot. But yeah, the Titans have got to watch themselves. They've got to make sure they continue to, you know, get the wins. Even though they're still two games clear inside the five at the moment, they yep. they look like the most, you know, especially after this week. They they dropped a one they should have won, they probably would be saying. So they uh the yeah, mm, a little bit of worry there. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, let's jump across, have a look at the Super League. We had the Farmtons up against the Thylacines, the first one. Thylacines got up here, mate, 154.5 to the Farmtons, 145. Um, solid score here from the, the Tigers, no, the Thylacines. Uh, Dacos, 30 in centre. Will Drew um, at Tagger getting 18. Um, Powell and Darcy Moore doing very well in the back line as well. The Phantoms named Pitnet. Had a, had a ruck. Probably could have got up here. Yep. <laughs> um, Jeremy Jeremy Finlayson, Finlayson getting 32 at forward was outstanding. Brad Crouch getting 33 at centre. Dion Prestia getting 16 at Rover and Harris Andrews 14 and a half at key back. But as I said, they didn't have a ruck, so that really left those 10 points sitting on the table. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to Finlayson, two to Crouch, and one to Dacos. Yeah, Thylacines, once again, just getting the job done here. The Phantoms, it just nothing's gone right for them in the last few weeks. And, you know, what looked like prior to the mid-season draft, they were making a run and teasing us like they like to, the Phantoms, they... Uh, it all's kind of gone pear-shaped since then. It looked like the thylacines were going to absolutely romp it in until Finlayson kind of uh, kicked five goals and made it a little mm -hmm. bit, uh, well, I guess he would have had to kick seven for things to get really scary. But the way the, uh, the, way the power were going against the Hawks, that, or, I'm sorry, the Eagles, that, um, was it the Eagles? I can't remember. It's too confusing. Anyway, no, it was, must have been the, must have been the Eagles. Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, 
Yeah, so the Thalassians, the Thalassians, though, this is their big hope now. I mean, like, they have been struggling along with Hogan and Hagen and Marshall with all these stupid concussions. And, man, seeing Peter Wright kick all those goals, the Thalassians will be like, yes! Finally, mm-hmm. they can forward, which, you know, is going to be a, a massive shift for them. Uh, and they're going to have to work out who they're going to, you know, who else they're going to play, because they'd probably like to play none of the way the forward line's been going. But the Thalassians just keep winning. They're not that good, but they keep winning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next game was the Major Warriors up against the Atoms. Atoms got up here 169 to the Major Warriors at 155.5. Actually, not a bad score. Oh, okay. I just saw why that wasn't a bad score from the Warriors. Um, For the Atoms, fairly solid across the board, to be honest. Max King, 22 at key forward. Um, Noah Anderson, 28 at centre, but Jack Sinclair, 21 at midfield. Uh, Wangani Malira, 20 at midfield. Zeebel, 17.5 key back. Luke Jackson, 16.5 at key, uh, sorry, at ruck for the Major Warriors. It's sort of a little bit like the Himalayas. It goes up and down and up and down. We've got Jack Rewalt getting 41 at key forward, then zero from Ginnivan. Then we had 24 for Bailey Smith. At centre, um, Bailey Dale got 22, um, and Petrarca got 17, also in midfield. Liberatore getting 614 at Tagger, and Goldstein getting 16 at Ruck. But other than that, there was a lot of troughs at the bottom of those hills. Uh, in terms of the commissioner votes, Jack Rewald got three, Jack Siegel got two, and Bailey Dale got one. Massive danger game here for the Adams. They desperately needed to make sure they got the win, obviously, over the Warriors. And there's definitely some scary moments for the Adams uh, when, obviously, Jack Rewald went off. Um, <laughs> but uh, thankfully for the Adams, um, that Bulldog collection, Liam Jones, Bontempelli, were well below par and that uh, has enabled them to just, you know, well, especially, I think, the players that they needed to deliver were obviously Max King, Sinclair, and Wangalin Malera. The St Kilda trio on Thursday night turned up and uh, all cracked 20, and uh, that made it very easy for Luke Jackson to finish the job yesterday. But um, huge win for the Adams. Um, when we see the ladder, we'll see why. But um, And the major warriors, well, you know, they're good enough to play spoiler, that's for sure. Well, at least when Jack Rewald kicks, you know, whatever it was, five. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh where are we next one was the sons of god up against nexus there's some close games in the, in the super league this week um nexus got up 164 to the sons of god 152.5 big loss here for the sons of god um but some big scores here for nexus Jer- jeremy cameron getting 20 at key forward um aaron hall 21 at midfield luke ryan 21 at key back um Neveries 15.5 at um, 15.5 at Ruck. Um, for the Sons of God, we got Tom Stewart getting 23.5 at back. And Max King getting 19. Sorry, Ben King getting 19 at forward. But the rest of the scores were quite serviceable, but obviously Sam Walsh was down. And, of course, Daniel Rich did not do much at all. This is a huge, I mean, I'm like massive, you can't get more massive a win uh, in the Super League than knocking off the Sons of God. And Nexus were very much, you know, they, they were. They looked like they were on the edge of being dragged back into the 
mid-table battle, I think, uh, up until this week. And this win uh, is a big statement from Nexus that they are ready to, well, try and make a run for that top three. Um, mm-hmm. ra- rather than be battling to just make finals, they're like, we are good enough to be top three. It's going to be a tough, very tough uh, to try and catch the top three, but they're now at least in the hunt with this win and rather than worrying about like, looking over their shoulder about whether they're going to make finals or not. And Sons of God... Um, yeah, they're, they're now, it's it's weird to say, but they now almost seem like the most um, in danger team uh, in that top three, which, but uh, you have to say it, like Charlie Kerno seems to have gone completely off the boil at the moment. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and there's just a few chinks in the Sons of God armor, and I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm not really, you know, I'm not convinced they're uh, about to drop off or whatever. I think they'll probably come back with a vengeance next week. But, um, but yeah, Nexus did very well to get the job done and huge win for them, massive win. Yep. Congratulations. Um, wow. We're, but but it, does, it does look like uh, with the Adams and Nexus wins this week, uh, it does look like that top five in the Super League is looking pretty set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, commission votes. Ryan got three, Tom Stewart got two, and Aaron Hall got one. Okay. All right, next one. Was the Ashy Convicts up against the Flashing Phoenixes? Convincing win here for the Convicts, 187.5. Two, the Phoenixes, 139. Similar to the other team, the Ashy Convicts, I could pretty much just read through this team and just go bang, 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 bang. But what I will call out is Jai Simkin getting two at Rover. So this could have been a lot bigger score for the Confer Naomi's team, but Josh Dunkley getting 22 attack was outstanding. Um, for the Phoenixes, just a bad, bad round, really. <laughs> Nothing really to call out. Connor Nash getting 17 at Rover was also pretty good. Um, in terms of the, oh, Tom Atkins, I suppose, getting 18 at Tagger. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Josh Dunkley got three. Brody Meyer, check for his 31 at Key Forward, got two. And Jordan Ridley, who got 18 at Key Back, got one. Uh, it was a big build-up in the Watson household this week. The Flashing Phoenixes were trying to hype themselves up that they were going to try and knock off the convicts and, you know, start their finals run. Uh, didn't go according to plan at all. That The all-Richmond back line was a nightmare, and then and there was still some vain hope coming into this round that uh, maybe if Danaher and Cameron just went off against Hawthorne, that maybe there might be some chance. But uh, instead of that happening, they were... They just crashed and burned, and so it was awful. But the convicts, wow, they're starting to look impressive. They've gone from being the team that was the lucky premier to the lucky start for the year where they seem to win a few games that they probably didn't deserve, and and now the team's just come back together, and it just seems like it's humming. And uh, mm-hmm. almost, like after the Sons of God lost this week, the convicts are almost looking, honestly, like they're they're challenging for premiership favoritism here, which is uh which is pretty massive considering how sons sons of God seem like they're on a you know a redemption tour, whereas the convicts seem to be like yeah well yeah we'll see about that, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah the phoenix is now well they've got they've got a good points for but they pretty much almost have to run the table, which again they've now played the top three coming out of the mid season draft, so they've got a good run home. But, uh, man, it would have to be a really good run home. And, man, they need, they need that Brisbane forward line to play a heck of a lot better, that's for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, 
The next one is Bills Brawlers up against the Macedonian Marbles. Marbles got up here, 179, to the Brawlers, 171. Um, uh, Carl Langford getting 32 for the, the Marbles um, was outstanding. Tom Green, 22 at Rover. Um, Brody Smith getting 13.5 at back. And Darcy Cameron getting um, 15.5 at Ruck. Um, for the Brawlers, Bit of up and down here. Oscar Allen, 23, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Strong getting 31 at centre. Taranto, 22 at midfield. And Jared Witts getting 24 at Ruck. In terms of the commissioner votes, Carl Langford got the three. Tom Green got two. Jared Witts got one. Oh, hugely damaging loss here for the Brawlers. I mean, this is exactly what uh, when we talked earlier about the Adams getting the job done over the uh, major warriors and how important that was. This is the same kind of scenario here. The brawl is right in the midst of that battle for the top five, playing a team that was obviously is obviously an also ran, and the Marvels have got up and ruined the brawlers. Uh, <laughs> this pivotal game for them uh, on the back of Kyle Langford's thirty-two, which well, I think with Peter Wright being back now, Kyle Langford's probably going to go back to the bench and probably won't be seen again. But uh, and the Marvels forward woes will come back but um uh, but man that's uh, such a body blow to the brawlers they are uh, they're probably too good a team to be honestly uh, where they are but um i guess it's uh, when you've got a west coast north melbourne forward line it's it's always going to be a bit dicey although they played solid this week but mm. too many um too many passengers newcomb's not, newcomb's not a mid and uh, so they obviously need to work out a few things there but man the marvels yeah congratulations they they played a great week they did indeed they did indeed and it's starting to keep them a little bit in touch um thylacines are sitting on top going by the ladder of course thylacines are on top 10 and 2 um with a back of 174.5 ashy convicts are in second on 9 and 3 with a back of 22.5 so their back is better. Sons of God, high scoring team, better on eight and four, as you were touching on, Steve. Nexus are in fourth, seven and five, 61 points back. Mighty, Mighty Adams are in fifth, also on seven and seven, seven and five. Their back is 95. So it's quite close there, but there's still a little bit of a gap the Sons of God have got. Although, the, as you mentioned, Steve, the, the convicts are certainly catching them. Um, sixth spot, we have the Brawlers, six and six. Um, Flashing Phoenixes are on four and eight. Marvels are on four and eight in eighth. Then we have the Phantoms, three and nine in ninth. And then in tenth, we have the Major Warriors, two and ten. Yeah, I guess the Marvels, with their win, obviously get to four wins, but, but their points four is so poor, like it's... That's what I'm like. They're, even if they ran the table, I would be like, I don't know if that would be enough. <laughs> that's that's how um, it's tough because like the fifth position in the Super League is seven a seven and five team that's cracked nineteen hundred, whereas in the original league you got a team that's like below five hundred and isn't scoring anywhere near as much in the mighty bucks. So it's a uh, it's a very different situation here, and that's where the, like the brawlers, who if they're over in the um, original league at six six, would be like sitting in the five and looking pretty good. Uh, whereas here they're six and six, and with their, you know, points four, which is uh, not not sort of top half of the league, uh, they're gonna have a hard time now. They're gonna have to not only um, 
outwin Nexus or the Adams from here on, but they're going to have to out, out, either outscore them dramatically or, uh, or win more than, like, multiple games more than one of them, which is, is a tough ask. So, um, so unless the Adams or Nexus suddenly collapse, uh, I think the Brawlers and obviously the Phoenix and Marvels got a very, yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, <laughs> hanging by a thread there, really. Yep. Uh, and then meanwhile, you've got the Thylacines up there, seventh best scoring team in the league, uh, and still 10-2. and two. And all the Thylacines will be thinking about is, I mean, I, I don't think the Thylacines are necessarily thinking they're going to hold on to top spot. I mean, it'd be nice, but um, but they're going to need an awful lot to go right for them for that to be able to happen. But what they're thinking is, man, we are three clear of fourth, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. top three is looking real good right now for the Thylacines. They just have to... You know, and they need a couple more wins. And although I think if you look at the uh, ladder prediction, it doesn't look too good for the Thylacines. No, no. <laughs> and I know each time you refresh your page that that ladder slightly changes, but I've done it twice and the ladder hasn't changed that much. <laughs> it still uh, still seems to suggest the Thylacines are going to, like, drop to fourth by the end of the year. But but I, it's hard to believe that that will be the case, given how well they've done and, you know, with someone like Peter Wright being added to the lineup now it'll be like well i think they should be able to do enough to hold on to that top three so that's yep. where the battle the battle then becomes really interesting between nexus mighty adams and sons of god for that third spot or or i guess you know if convicts have a couple of bad weeks they could get dra- dragged back into that but it feels like that's the battle is now more about the top three because the it, it's um i feel like the brawl is going to have a really hard time breaking back like, like I said it would take a, a collapse from Nexus or the Atoms to give the brawlers a, a sniff yep yep um just looking do we we had Champions League do we have anything else no but we've got Stanley Cup this week coming up all righty let's have a Champions League let's have a look at what happened group one we had Nexus up against the Titans and Nexus body won that one and then we had the wild cards up against the Chargers, and the wild cards won that one. So the wild cards are sitting on top of this group with 12 points and the best back. Then we have Nexus on eight points, 56.5 back. Then we have the Titans on four points, and then the Chargers on zero. Yeah, well, the wild cards are destroying it, and Nexus, with that comfortable win over the Titans, have made it very difficult for the Titans even to. Uh, try and fight their way into second. So I think this group is looking done and dusted, to be honest. I know we're not going to – it's always weird with uh, when you hit the halfway point of Champions League in the second half of the year because they play each other once and then there's this long – especially with the buys, it's like you know, it's not going to be another four weeks till we actually play another Champions League game. But but at the moment, this group looks done. Yep. <laughs> so, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, the back scores just make it pretty much irrelevant as well. But, um, but yeah, this group is done. Um, the next group, group two, this one is not done. No. We had the Blue Flames up against the Surrey Scorpions, and the Blue Flames won that one. And then the Heroes defeated the Mighty Adams. So the latter for here, it is the Heroes on eight points and the highest scoring team. Then we have the Blue Flames also on eight points, but their back is 83. Then we have the Adams on four points, their back is 38.5. And the Scorpions are also on four points, and their back is 46. So, in other words, if the Adams or the Scorpions even just win and the Blue Flames lose, the Blue Flames are straight out of that top two. 
Yeah, well, that was the weird thing about this group. The Scorpions were on the top of this group last week, and then they obviously were terrible this week and lost to the Blue Flames and went from first to fourth. So (laughs) it's just brutal. The Adams, you know, lost despite obviously playing far better than the Blue Flames or the Scorpions. And so the Adams have set themselves up nicely with their points for it, and the Scorpions are in a similar kind of situation despite them both losing this week. Um, the, the fact that the Blue Flames are 2-1 and one in this group, despite their back being horrendous, says that the, the odds of the Blue Flames holding onto that top two spot is probably mm. not great. I think the big game in this, like, like the heroes look like they should get through. The big game is going to be that Scorpions-Adams game, which is going to be in the next round in four weeks' time, because whoever wins that one, you'd think would be in the box seat to kind of overtake the blue flames and, you know, run home. Like even if they lose to the heroes, they should beat the blue flames and that'll be the, that should be the deciding factor. So Adam's scorpions could be a huge one in a few weeks time. Yeah. As you said, it's like four weeks away. It's ridiculous, but yeah. <laughs> All right. This week we do have a standard cup quarterfinals. Um, we've got Dingoes versus Phoenixes and the Convicts versus Thylacines. That's right. It's the Watson half of the draw. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, the way the Convicts are playing, you think the Convicts should take the Thylacines? Uh, they've been yep. in fantastic form. Phoenixes, Dingoes, it's going to come to, I, I, I mean, I guess you'd, you'd have to say the Dingoes should be favoured here. Um mm-hmm. You never can tell with the Phoenixes, though. They're a lot better team than what their record shows. And and if Brisbane has a good matchup, then uh, the Dingoes are having to fight with everything to actually squeak through. So, But overall, you'd say it should be a Ding- Dingoes-Convicts semifinal, but uh, the offspring might have other ideas. Who knows? Brisbane's playing Sydney up in Brisbane. If it's in Brisbane, they should do okay. Sydney's... Yep. Interesting. They're normally not going to be a high-scoring game there, but but um, so it should be should be a good game. Yeah. Um, the next half of the draw, we have the Bucks against the Adulterers, and then the Brawlers versus the Warriors. Yeah, f- fascinating. A uh, couple of games there too. Bucks and Adulterers. That's that that could go any, either way. They uh, <laughs> obviously just played this week. It was a great game. Will probably be a great game again. Interesting one. I you'd <laughs> lean. Natasha just had the win. You'd lean towards them, but uh, any anything could happen. And yep. uh, you'd like to think the Brawlers should be able to take the Warriors, um, but we all know that when the Brawlers play the Warriors, anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> so, gotta love it. Anything, anything can and will. It's on like Donkey Kong. Down be Bill. <laughs> In other words, the um, the Warriors will win this, but they still won't be able to win a game in the um, <laughs> True. All right, mate. Um, let's jump across and have a look at what we've got this week. Um, let's start with the league. We were just talking about them before. Actually, I should have started with that tab open. Okay, Super League's opened. First game is the Convicts versus the Thylacines. Oh. Convicts should win this one. One versus two, massive game here. Like, well, especially for the thylacines, because I mean, let's be honest, we we fully expect the convicts to beat the thylacines, and the convicts will be expected to beat the thylacines, and finally put this silly run of the thylacines being on top of the ladder, despite being 
not even anywhere near the top five scoring teams in the league, put it to bed. However, oh man, if the Thylacines could pull this off, they mm-hmm. would be they would be two wins clear with five rounds to go on in first place. So if the Thylacines have any sense of theater, they should know this is their one week of the year. They could just go off and it would be massive. So mm-hmm. obviously, I'm going to pick the convicts, but the Thylacines, it's odd to say, but the Thylacines got nothing to lose this week. They could just shoot for the stars and, hey, if they lose, everyone will go like, yeah, that's right. That's what they shouldn't be winning as many games as they are. But if they win, ho, 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 ho. I'll have yep. one for that grand final. <laughs> yep. Uh, convicts for me. <laughs> Next game is the Brawlers up against the Atoms. Wow. I mean, obviously, fifth versus sixth here. We've just talked up the idea that, like, the Brawlers have got a lot of work to do and that's, you know, maybe the Atoms and Nexus are all challenging for top three now. But, man, if the uh, Atoms are going to prove that to be true then they need to uh finish the job here and the atoms can basically all but clinch a final spot with a win here and uh, the brawlers know that a loss it would be devastating i mean it's possible nexus loses and brawls are still only one win out of the five if they lose this week but but uh yep this this is the one chance the brawls have to really drag this top five race back into uh reality otherwise uh the, it'll be all about the Adams trying to chase top three. Going I, I'm going for the Adams. I feel like the Brawlers okay. have just been, I don't know why, but I feel like the Brawlers have just not, hasn't been working for them lately. Yep. No, that's fair enough. Um, I'm actually going to go with you. I'm going to go the Adams as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Next one, it is the Phantoms up against Nexus. Nexus is just going to be too strong. Yep. Surely. Uh, the way the Farmtons have been going, this is going to be all Nexus. Yep. Um, next one is the Major Warriors up against the Phoenixes. Well, yeah. I guess this is, you know, if you want to start a uh, an attempt to try and run the table to make your first final series, what do you want to do? You want to start by playing the Major Warriors. So good for the Phoenixes. Hopefully, man, if they, they, I mean, they'll, they'll want to win this one because, you know, it's the Major Warriors. But, um, but yep. yeah. I, I think they should. They should. Yep. And, of course, the last one, the last two teams, this is going to be a cracker. Sons of God up against the Marvels. Sons oh. of God should, should bounce back. Yeah, they'll. The Sons of God will be in major vengeance mode after that loss to Nexus, which they would have they would be severely ticked, I'm thinking. And the Marvels yep. will sort of probably a little bit shocked that they managed to pull off the win uh, over the Brawlers and mm-hmm. uh, probably get uh, belted here but um uh so sons of god really like you know they shouldn't muck around here though this needs to be a win if they lose this week sons of god they really really will be suddenly dragged back into a battle for the top three which they do not want at all no no they do not all righty original league first one wild cards up against the dingoes wow one versus two again (laughs) well you know, I'm going wild cards. The only Hard to the, keep them after this week. Yeah, the way the wild cards have been going, they just look unbeatable. So you can't not pick the wild cards. But the reality is, there's only one team that's beaten the wild cards in the last ten weeks, and that's the Dingoes. They uh, somehow did it. I don't know what. I don't. I don't know what happened in the first half of the season when the Dingoes just seemed to be able to win despite, you know 
obviously playing better opposition, like it seemed like regularly. Um, and then they somehow managed to, you know, lose to Natas and draw with the Chargers, which is pretty odd. But um, no, what, surely wildcards should win here. But again, uh, and, and I think the sad thing for the Dingoes is when if they lose the wildcards this week, uh, then in a game and a half back of first. And so it's almost then, a, you know, the end of the chances that the Dingoes will actually be able to pull off the miraculous first place finish. But, um, but yeah, Dingoes will give it their best shot, but you'd have to pick the wildcards. Uh, next one is the Bucks up against the Heroes. Man, this is not what the Bucks need when they're clinging no. by a thread in fifth. Uh, Heroes are going to make life very difficult for the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, Scorpions up against the Titans. Titans need this. I'd almost call this a danger t- danger game for the Titans. Yeah, well, the, the Scorpions. I feel like I'm going to pick the Scorpions. I've got a bat. I feel like the Scorpions were way down this week, and I feel like they will bounce back. And the Titans are just, for whatever reason, they seem to be fumbling a ball. They look like it fallen into their lap, and I'm just, I'm worried. I'm worried for the Titans. I feel like the Scorpions is a big danger game. Alrighty, next one is the Dozers up against the Blue Flames. Ooh, toilet bowl preview. <laughs> Yeah. Um, blue flames. Blue flames. Yep. Those is blue flames. Uh, yeah, blue flames for me. And the next one is the charges up against the tests. Well, I mean, given the Bucks are playing the heroes and uh, are likely to get belted, uh, this match, charges versus Natas, is uh, for a spot in the five. Yeah, no, Natas. Yeah, Natas. If I had a ruck, then I might even tip myself. But uh, going in with only nine players, I've certainly... Hasn't hurt you in the past. Oh, it's, it's going to catch up. <laughs> it has to catch up. Surely I can't come up against a team like the TAS with nine. So I'm tipping charges. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Order is restored in the world. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, Steve, we're not back next week. No, we're not. Oh, we've got another week off. Um, <laughs> so everyone, yes, just to um, just to be sure, let's check the um, website. Um, just teams that are playing this week. A couple of players. I know Bill Tardis on Check Facebook at all. So I know he pinged me a couple of times. Basically, what teams are playing this week? I'm just sending him a screenshot of the uh, who, who's playing. Um, and I know Cam is travelling around uh, Europe right now, so um, same for him. But I'm not sure when Cam's back. But um, just make sure you check the Facebook site just so you can see who is playing um, in terms of over the bye. Of course, next week, everyone, all teams are in our stats. All right. Steve, thank you very much. Thank you, mate. That is a wrap for us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Everyone have a good fortnight, and we'll see you soon. Bye.